Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Sick Podcast. A little bit of a collaboration here between the New York Giants and the Raiders. Going to be breaking down their Week 9 matchup as well as the NFL trade deadline that just passed and what both teams did or didn't do. Let's get right into it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. It's going to be sick. All right, this is for my NBA fans out there. Y'all know basketball is back. Me personally, I watched Victor Wembanyama do some inhumane things to the Sun last night. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down just five smackaroos on the NBA. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. You're going to start the season off with an instant dub. And with DraftKings Parlays, Everyone's got a shot at even bigger basketball wins. You can string together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Basketball is more fun when you're in the action. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code 6sports. New customers, again, can get $200 instantly in bonus bets for betting just five smackaroos only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code 6sports. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or visit www.1800gambler.net. And this is a very special uh, moment for me here. My first collaboration with the uh, SICK Podcast Network. Uh, welcome, Josh, from the Raiders Recap. Tell us a little about yourself, Josh. Man, what's going on with you, man? And this is probably my second uh, collaboration. So, you know, cool moment for me, too, man, to get to be able to cross over to another fan base, talk some football with you. Um it's been cool over here. We at uh, it's a new energy now where we at. Oh, yeah. uh, so uh, now now we chilling and uh, it's finally fun to come on here and kind of kind of talk some football now. Yes, sir. So before we get into the game, I gotta ask your opinion on this because this has been something I've been talking about all week with uh, people I know. Okay. What are your thoughts on the whole little uh, cleaning house the Raiders did uh, this week? Firing Josh McDaniels, David is it David Ziegler? Is that Z- yeah, yeah. Okay, David mm-hmm. Ziegler and Mick Lombardi. All that happened within two days. What are your thoughts? Like, what, uh, do you think this is good for the team? One word: expected. Um, because on my channel, uh, I was saying that if McDaniel's didn't show some within these next four weeks, and this was before the Lions game, in the next couple of weeks, um, then he was going to be gone. Now, the Bears game, he had a, a, a perfect chance to seize the locker room, right, and seize the kind of emotion in the locker room because, you know, you had Jimmy Garoppolo who was going to be out, so you had the opportunity to play the rookie, Aiden O'Connell, who a lot of us in the nation, I, I want to say, not fully, fully believe in, but it's just something new, right? It's something that we want to say, we, we want to see. We want to see him come out there and flourish, and it's just something we, we really want to uh, actually experience now. So, with that, he went with Brian Horton, lost the game. So there, it's already embarrassing. So from there, you're like, all right, well, you lost the game with your supposed veteran, so now you're just going to bring Jimmy Garoppolo back, your guy, and hopefully it, it, it looks good. I think everybody, you included, saw what it looked like in Detroit on Monday night, and that was horrid, right? So it's like that was some of the worst quarterbacking I've seen. So then from there – after that game, you could just sense it was topsy-turvy. So, for me, it was expected, and I think this is good. I mean, when you look at the Raiders now with the Antonio Pierce uh, addition in the hiring, 
it's just a new energy, right? And it, it, it's permeating through the fan base. Everybody feel it. I mean, I, I even see now Raider jackets now coming out out of the woodwork, and we ain't even won a game. So now it's just it, it, it's one of those type of things now where I, I think this is something that needed to happen and something that was just going to bring a new energy. Sorry if I got long way. No, no. And I mean, I kind of, I definitely agree with you on that. I've never really been the biggest believer in Josh McDaniels myself, just because he had a stint in with the Broncos and that didn't really go very well. And like, he's a very offensive minded coach and I don't think he's like a bad offensive coordinator, but I feel like a lot of his uh, offensive stuff kind of got overshadowed, I guess, by the fact that, you know, his quarterback was Tom Brady for most of his career. There you Um, go. But yeah, it was definitely something I was expecting and in a weird way kind of hope would happen sooner because like I like the Raiders a lot. I like a lot of the guys in that building, uh, especially Antonio Pierce, the interim head coach. And, oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was going to ask you about yep. that, man. I was going to ask you. I, so I was, was I, he really that he, he was that guy when he played for y'all? Oh, yeah. Whenever, whenever I talk about the Giants linebacker core, because like it's been like really bad for the last probably like eight or so years, I always bring back how the, like the last genuinely good guy we probably had was Antonio Pierce. Wow. And like, I didn't even know he was a linebackers coach for the Raiders. I kind of just figured he went off. And I retired didn't really either. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That none of us really expected. This was the thing when he got hired. I, I think majority of the fan base was kind of like, who? Like, you know what I mean? Like it was, it, it, but when we heard him talk and then we saw him in the mannerisms and now how he has the coach, we like, Oh yeah, bro. Like this can be the guy. We want him to be the guy. Yeah. And then there was a video of, uh, it was a bunch of uh, Raiders players in the locker room playing basketball in a mini hoop with like Devontae Adams kind of like mocking what Josh McDaniel said to, I guess, the team after a loss. And like, you can already tell that the energy is very shifted into the direction oh, yeah. of Antonio Pierce. And that team is definitely going to be behind him. Yeah, 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 the leadership, you know what I mean? That's what we're looking for. So now, I mean, all of us are just hoping, I mean, and, and you know, it has to be at y'all expense, but we're hoping <laughs> that uh, uh, the the energy that we're seeing here transfers to the field, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Because realistically for us, all the changes came on the offensive side because really our defense don't change, and our defense has been playing well for majority of the season. You know, for majority of the season, our defense has been improving. So – the offensive side is what's really going to be where we really look at the change. Yeah. So now that out of the way, the NFL trade deadline passed this week. I talked about it a lot on the last episode because Leonard Williams got traded mid-recording, something that I kind of expected to happen, but not at that time. But right. outside of the Leonard Williams trade, they didn't do much. A lot of reports around Adore Jackson maybe getting moved, but nothing came into fruition. Same with Aziz and Xavier McKinney. I get Adore not getting traded because they didn't want to eat a lot of his contract, like with Leonard. They had to do with Leonard Williams in order to get that second round pick. And Adore right. Jackson definitely isn't bringing in that kind of value. But for the Raiders, did they pull off any trades this deadline? So for us, um, it was kind of hinted at, right? Because we were hitting that trading Hunter Renfro for a while. And that's something that looked like it was going to happen. But all trades, because we had some trades lined up, and there were probably about, like, several teams, I want to say, that were interested in Hunter Renfro from everything I heard. So um, from there, we had some lined up, but all trades were vetoed because they were getting fired. Yep, so our right. owner, Mark Davis, pretty much made them cold call everybody, not return no calls and say, all right, those trades ain't going to be able to go through. 
because you guys aren't going to have jobs. So there's no reason for us to execute a trade. So we didn't end up doing anything. Do you, I mean, obviously it was you know, a tough situation to get trades out with our GM getting fired and all that. But uh, do you think that they should have made any trades? And if so, like what players aside from like Hunter Renfro, did you think like could have? What's funny them? is the GM that we have now as the interim, I would have been fine if he was the GM to start the season. Like this is a guy, Champ Kelly, that maybe not a lot of people know, but I I, I think he's going to be a really good GM. Um, I think he would have made a move. And if so, I mean, Leonard Williams was a guy I looked at. Yep. Honestly, I wouldn't have gave up that price tag if I'm the Raiders. I wouldn't have done that. That's a little too much. Yeah. Um, but uh, I wanted God, Chase Young, the Chase Young thing I would have done. The Montez Sweat thing is is crucial because I, really, I, I would have tried to really hold on to my second round. If I'm not mistaken, they gave up a second round for yep. him. Second yeah, round. I would have. I would. I would have tried to hold on to my second round. Maybe try to give him a third instead, because I can. A third's easier to steal a little bit, you know, than a second. So, other than that, I mean, I think the Raiders really would have went defensive line heavy to get Max Crosby some more help. Um, but I expect us to to really do that in the offseason, though. That's what yeah. I expect. I mean, overall, it's a pretty boring deadline. The two biggest moves were Montez Sweat and Chase Young getting moved, and then, like, Ezra Cleveland getting traded from the Vikings, which I really – I honestly didn't yeah. fully understand. I think they might just not want to pay him, but to not only get rid of him, but to get rid of him for, like, a six-round pick was really confusing to me. Yeah, that seems like a give-up thing. Like, after Kirk got hurt, it's like, all right, you know, just, just get rid of it away. Yeah. yeah, get some money out. You know, <laughs> let's get some money together. Yeah, but now, into the game – Two of the biggest storylines from this game upcoming both pertain to the quarterbacks. Aiden O'Connell yeah. getting a second career start and had his first move as interim head coach from Antonio Pierce was to bench Jimmy Garoppolo. And I got to hear your thoughts on not only Aiden O'Connell starting, but kind of the quarterback situation overall and how the Raiders have kind of handled that since, you know, the whole getting rid of Derek Carr and obviously signing Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, I'm going to say something that a lot of people, (laughs) even my own fan base, is mad when I say it. But the best thing that Josh McDaniels did for this organization was getting rid of Derek Carr. That is the best thing he did. Because, uh, you know, everybody loves Derek, whatever. Some people do. To me, okay, we weren't doing nothing with him. We weren't going nowhere with him. So it wasn't no sense of keeping. All right, that's one. Two, okay, now with this – there a lot of the fan base, and I have some guys that I talk to as well. Um, it, it, this is the most grim it's looked in a while. You know what I mean? Because we're relying on a fourth-round rookie. Jimmy, who's supposed to be the starter, ain't good. Brian Hoyer, we know what that is. So then it's like, okay. But it's something about Aiden O'Connell. It's something about him that gives us a little bit of hope. A little bit of hope. And even, you know, a lot of people will point to the first start and say, oh, you know, he – he looked like a rookie. I mean, I argued to you. We, and he threw a pick at the end of the game, you know, to end the game. Cool. I mean, we just saw the same thing last night with Will Levis. And then, Will, I mean, Will Levis looked amazing. Oh, yeah. He was he incredible. You know what I mean? So, did. it's a rookie thing. It's week to week one. And it's the quarterback. It's the hardest thing. It's the hardest thing you can do in the yeah. league. But more than that, he was not fully prepared for that week because Josh McDaniels, did not name him the starter until Saturday night. And Saturday night he knew, and then from Sunday on, you're like, okay, cool. But the whole week, he had Brian Hoyer taking first-team reps. And then he had Aiden O'Connell kind of shifting in, kind of trying to give him half and half, but it was really 70, maybe maybe <laughs> like, let's say, let, let's say 
64. That's what you're looking at. Brian Hoyer taking first team reps, which makes no sense. Yeah. And so from there, you you look and, and you could look to the first half of that start and say, yeah, he looked he looked like he didn't know he was going to be the starter until he got in there. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my god. But the second half is what I focused on. That second half when he came out of the locker room, he looked poised. He was making great throws, great decisions. You know what I mean? And these are things. And, and of course, we look at the last play, but. Those are things I wanted to see now with a full week of him knowing I'm the guy. I want to see what he can look like. And, and you know, your, your D-line now without Leonard Williams, let's say it, it might be a better matchup for us, but Dexter Lawrence scares the hell oh, out of Oh, man. He, he scares the hell out of Because our center is not ready for that type of work. So I don't uh, think any center is, honestly. Yeah, he, our center, I mean, I, I he, he bullies a lot of centers, but ours especially with guys of his build. Our center struggles with that. So <laughs> it's, it's going to be a real tall task. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, if he gets time in the pocket, you know, I, I think he'll be able to dice it up. Now, overall, the Giants' defense has looked, like, incredible recently. Right. Like, the only reason that, they, that they've won a game and have come close in any of the games they played is their defense because we all know the offense hasn't done shit. Uh, yeah. On yeah. the season, they rank 18th in passing yards allowed, 20th in passing touchdowns, and in their last three games, they've allowed just 34 and have eight turnovers in their last four. Yeah, I mean, do you expect like a big time game from Aiden O'Connell, or just like a like a fourth round rookie kind of game? Ridiculous to expect a lot. I, I've said I, I expect around the 200 to 230. You know what I mean, 200 to 230 range. But where he where he needs to get me is. I don't need a whole lot of yardage, but I need at least one touchdown, maybe zero interceptions, zero fumbles. Yeah. That's the only stat I care about. You know what yeah, I mean? Even just, even just like ahead, a big no. play to get them set up to score, That's like it. Punch, yeah. punching it in or something. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Because my thing is, me personally, I think the game plan ain't really – I mean, you may be focused on the, on the rookie, but the game plan is going to be Josh James. That's yeah. the game plan. Because when Antonio Pierce coming in here to get the, the mindset is going to be, we go around the ball. I can already see it. So in order to help the rookie, you know what I mean? You got, you got to do things in order to help him. So running the ball, getting the ball out of his hands, that's what's going to happen. But the yardage ain't got to be crazy. I just need him to be efficient, you know, and do not turn the ball over. That's all I expect. That's yeah. it. So from there, I think we can do it. Because our defense has been playing. I mean, our defense is the only reason we end games too. So yeah. pretty much got similar Type of problem. So <laughs> whoever's problems overcome whoever is who's going to win the game. Yep. Uh, and so for the Giants now, Daniel Jones is finally making his return from a neck injury yeah. in the last yeah. few weeks. A lot of fans were speculating on if this was good, it was going to end his season, which I never really give too much into those reports because the Giants have a lot of smoke screens going around. Right. Um, I expect him to be fine. I'm not expecting anything crazy. I'm still kind of in debate on whether I want him or Tyrod to start. Obviously, Tyrod can't play this game because he suffered a pretty nasty rib injury, apparently, because he was in the hospital for like a pretty reasonable amount of time after it. Um, The Raiders defense on the season, they ranked 23rd in passing yards allowed and 16th in passing touchdowns. So pretty similar to the Giants defense right now. (laughs) Who are some players in the Raiders secondary to keep an eye on? Because honestly, going into the season, when I was looking at their depth chart, I didn't honestly expect a whole lot out of this unit. And it's looked very good so far. Yeah, um, honestly, to hear those numbers that you just said as a Raider fan, oh my God. <laughs> you know how long we've waited to hear some shit like that. Yeah. But uh, 
just just talking about the secondary, really the secondary, you have to look at the improvement on the D-line because that's where our improvement has really come because our D-line for years has been terrible, you know, and, and, and this D-line don't have no stars on it, you know, but I mean, besides Max Crosby, yeah. of course. But uh, other than that, you know, it don't really have stars. It's, it's got a bunch of role guys, really. But the role guys do their job at a high level. And that's the thing that really has improved us in order to play the more off, or not, not off coverage, but more sticky coverage, more press coverage, right? And we have Marcus Peters, um, not what he once was, definitely not what he once was. And he kind of has like a back ailment thing going on with him. So you'll probably see him do a couple things that look like he has a back thing going on. But uh, as you saw on Monday, throw to him at the wrong spot, he's going to get you. Um, other side, we got Nate Hobbs. He's good. You know, he, he's somebody that covers the slot well. He, he's real physical, even in the run game. So that's somebody I'm looking at to really stop Saquon from getting going because he's real good in the run game. Um, and on the outside, on the other side, I'm going to be honest, we're really trying to figure it out on the other side. Um, they, got a, they got a rookie, Jacorian Bennett, we drafted this year, um, but he's shaky. He's real shaky. He's easy. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, it don't look, it don't look how it's supposed to look. Um, there's another guy, Meek Robertson. He's cool, but he's inconsistent. So, I mean, where our, where our real, real strength and improvement has come from is our safety. And that's the thing that, you know, you guys are going to have to watch out for. We got a guy that you probably know well, Marcus Epps. Um, mm-hmm. He came over from the Eagles. He's been lights out. That's, that's yeah. A-plus signing. You know, to me, oh, yeah. he, he, he's completely changed how we look on the back end completely um, him. And, you know, we had a Trayvon Merrick. We have Trayvon Merrick and he's a guy we drafted in the second round a couple years ago. He's finally flourishing and doing what he's supposed to do as a free safety and, and roaming that middle of the field. So uh, we're, we're, we're seeing some good things from them. And so those are the guys you guys are really going to have to watch out for because the main concern is we're not going to let you get anything deep. Oh yeah. And honestly, I don't expect much from the giants going deep because not only is Daniel Jones, kind of like afraid to throw it deep but even then even when Tyrod's in it's not something we saw a crazy amount but more than Daniel Jones but we can talk about stuff through the air all we want I think this is going to be a pretty like really good game on the ground because you have two elite running backs in Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley against two on paper pretty bad run defenses so <laughs> the Giants run defense, they've looked really good recently, but on the season, they're, they rank fifth in rushing yards allowed, fifth in touchdowns, and fourth in yards per carry. Josh Jacobs hasn't had a crazy season, only has 408 yards and 133 carries and two touchdowns. That's like 3.1 yards per carry, which for last season's rushing yard leader isn't, you know, the greatest. Do you think that like Josh Jacobs is going to kind of have like that bounce back, like I'm still here game against the Giants? This is the thing. If Aiden O'Connell is better, then watch out. Because oh, yeah. last week, I mean, and, and this is this is the crazy part about last week in Detroit. Jimmy was as bad as he was, but just the threat of him throwing the ball deep, which he didn't do before that game, just the threat of it, yeah. right? Just throwing it there allowed the safeties and everybody to back up. And last week, we kind of saw the Josh Jacobs that I was accustomed to seeing. You know, getting in that second level, breaking tackles, doing all that. And if that continues to happen this week with a O'Connell, at least just testing y'all, you know what I mean? Making y'all back up because I kind of, you know, especially with y'all defensive coordinator, I know I know y'all going to bring that pressure. Oh, y'all yeah. Y'all going to some things, you know, especially with a rookie. I already know what time it is, so especially with Wink Martindale. So, 
you know, that's going to be it. Are we going to be able to say, Wink, you're going to have to back up? Like, you know what I mean? Or, you know, or, or y'all going to prevail and we won't be able to run the ball because you're going to just crowd the box, which I expect y'all to do at the start of the game. Eight, nine oh, yeah. people in the box. So a big thing with the Giants defense recently, which is why I think they've had so much success, a lot of it does have to do with the quarterbacks they've played because it allows Wink Martindale to not only be more creative with like his defensive st- uh, stunts and his blitzes, but like he's not as afraid as like Sam Howell and Zach Wilson, which leads to us stacking the box and shutting right. down Brees Hall like we did last week aside for his one big play. And I think it's going to be really interesting, like you said, to see if Aiden O'Connell is going to kind of prevail and make Wink have to back up, which could then lead to Josh Jacobs having a big game. I think a lot of this rides on Aiden O'Connell, and I'm it very is. excited because like I I was pretty pretty decently I won't say like crazy high on him, but like I thought he could be a pretty good NFL quarterback coming in up. the draft. See, this is the thing I I saw him <laughs> in the draft, but I was like I don't know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, he's he's here. He's I, I just saw no like weakness weakness. Like he had decision making shit, but. I mean, what what weapons did he have? I mean, sometimes in college you just be like, I don't have nobody, so I'm just gonna throw <laughs> it up. Sometimes, but I mean, we'll see here. This is where I want to see the decision making has to be good. And the only time this is what I'm saying in that second half of that Chargers game, only time he made a bad decision was that last interception. And I can argue that was play calling as well because oh yeah, it's first goal, bro. Like you give it to Josh Jacobs at least two times. Come on now, like it's oh, simple I- math. But this is the things that I think will change with Antonio Pierce. You know what I mean? Better play call and better positions we put the kid in. So like you said, a lot of this is going to ride on Aiden O'Connell because in order for Josh Jacobs to have a good game, he's going to need to kind of dice y'all up a little bit in oh, order yeah. to, for me, for Wink Martindale to gain respect and be like, all right, I got to back up a little bit. Yeah. Now on the opposite end of the spectrum for the Giants run game, the Raiders are also kind of in the same boat as the Giants. They've allowed the second most rushing yards, uh, fourth most touchdowns, and they rank sixth in yards per carry. And they've also allowed the third most rushing yards per game at 140. Saquon's wow. looked great. He's had a lot more carries than he should have. But again, Tommy DeVito was his quarterback last week. So he's putting him into a position where he, he had to be the main source of income for the Giants offense. Yes. But now with Daniel Jones back, I really expect a more all-around balanced game on offense. I see guys like Wandale Robinson finally getting involved again, who can be a big-time game-changer for the offense. It's just with the lack of success at quarterback behind Daniel Jones, especially against the Jets, no one. I think, like I said, we had negative nine passing yards that game. So, like... That was the worst football game I've ever watched. I'm trying to forget about it. Um, So the Giants, they got to take advantage of that. Hopefully Andrew Thomas is going to be back. He said both yesterday and today that he's continuing to push his hamstring, that he's felt the best he's felt since week one. And he said him, he himself even said that there is a good chance that he plays. I, I really hope Andrew Thomas is probably my favorite player in the league. And I've been tired of having to watch guys fill in for him, especially I love Justin Pugh, but he has been far from ideal at left tackle. Right, um, right. But yeah, uh, the injury report period, it's just Andrew Thomas, a big one. Graham Gano did go to IR this week. Uh, the Giants signed both Cade York and Randy Bullock, two kickers. It's looking like Cade York's going to have the job this week, and Randy Bullock's probably just, oh, if this guy sucks, we can just cut him and you know right, bring, right. bring uh, him up. 
Darren Waller is another one I didn't even mention. Hamstring injuries are back, baby. And he will, not, he will not be playing. And I find it so funny that it finally kicks in as he's about to get his yeah, yeah. game against the Raiders. It's, it's That's like clockwork. really funny to me. It's like um, clockwork. The only uh, like big-time player I noticed on the Raiders injury report when I looked this morning was Max Crosby who was limited on Wednesday and Thursday with knee and ankle issues. I didn't, I wasn't able to check it before we recorded. So I'm not sure if there's any update on that. Do you know anything? Oh, yeah, he, 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 he's he's going to play. Yeah. I, I kind of figured that. You don't ever um, worry about that. Yeah. He's going to play. So I, that's what I wanted to ask you. Are you somewhat worried? I mean, even if Andrew Thomas does come back, I mean, against this type of speed, you know what I mean? Like, and that, and you coming back off a hamstring. Ooh, wow. It's a little tough. I mean, are you somewhat worried? It, I, I am. Because the only couple of times Andrew Thomas has played injured are really the only bad games we've seen from him since his rookie year. Like, I believe it was last year against the Cowboys, Andrew Thomas played sick, gave up two sacks to Micah Parsons, and I say it all the time, That's like that was like the first good game Micah Parsons had had against the Giants at that point. Like, uh, Andrew Thomas has, has consistently done a good job at shutting him down, and then the one game he was sick, he got the upper hand. So it's definitely going to be something to monitor, especially like you said, speed off the line, getting that burst, especially, and I'm going to be really scared if Max Crosby lines up over on the right side on Evan Neal. If he's oh, yeah, that's where he's going to be. Yeah. Oh yeah, I figured. And that's where it's really going to hurt because Evan Neal isn't even, doesn't even have to be injured and he has big issues getting off the line in time. It's like, he's just, it's going to be real. Slow. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see that matchup. Definitely uh, I'm on not. Sunday. I mean, but we got on the left side. We're still trying to work Tyree Wilson in, so he'll pre, he'll he'll be commanding that left side over there. But yeah, Matt's definitely gonna be on that right. Yeah. Regardless, I feel like anyone who's on Evan Neal this week is gonna have a pretty good day, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but final thoughts for the game: What do you think the Raiders have to like fully do to come out with a win this week? Honestly, I mean, execute. It's it's. it's Crazy to say that because this team has crazy amounts of talent that's just not being utilized. And, like, there are guys on this team that if you utilize them, you'll be talking about them in a different light. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you got the best receiver in the game. You got a very, very good number two with Jacoby Myers. Hunter Renfro stage. Tight end you drafted. Very good. Slot receiver that we drafted this year. Very good. There, there's a crazy amount of talent and you still got – Josh Jacobs, like it just has to get unlocked. And if they execute and they play the way they can play, and that defense continues their ascension the way they are, like this team, I keep telling people, like this team right here is a scary team because we have pieces that, like, if we get hot, it's things you really don't want to mess with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not on any given Sunday, it's things like pieces that you really don't want to gamble with. So, this is what I'm saying. If we execute, I think, I think the stars can align. Oh, absolutely. It, and like I said, was we were both saying before, a lot of it's going to come down to Aiden O'Connell. If he steps up and he plays well, this Raiders team could be really scary, especially in offense. And if Josh Jacobs can get it going, man, like that, I'm like I said, I'm I'm not like this isn't a game where like I'm going in. I'm like, yeah, like this is a very winnable game. Like despite the Raiders' struggles recently, I'm still worried because with the, this team as a whole new energy under yeah. Antonio Pierce, and they're going to come in with that energy. Meanwhile, the Giants are coming off one of the worst losses of, in my opinion, the last like 10 years. Like they had a game in which they fully had in their hands and yeah. stupid decisions by both coaches and players cost them. 
So yeah, it's two very completely different energies that are going to mesh in a very interesting way. Uh, what's your final score prediction for this? Oh, uh, I try to stay away, but um, <laughs> the Raiders have not scored over 20 points um, on the offensive side. I say on the offensive side because last we, we had tw- over 20 points, but the defense scored a touchdown, so I don't count that. So I think this is the week that the Raiders offense finally gets a little bit clicking. I'm not saying they're going to go crazy, but gets a little bit clicking, and then we'll talk about uh, – I'll say a good 24-20, 21 game. Okay. Okay. If I had to come up with a final score prediction, because I'm not like super biased with the Giants, being completely honest, I'm going to go like 17 13 Raiders. I think that this is going to be a very like, like slow defensive oriented game in which we're just, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to be a very pretty football game. A lot game. of Giants no. ties we had this week. I mean, we got Patrick Graham as well. I mean, he was with y'all. Oh, yeah. I forgot about here. that. Uh, yeah. I forgot that's about our D, that. That's our DC. Yeah, I, I I was very indifferent towards Patrick Graham when he was with the Giants. I really liked him his first year, and then he kind of like changed up the way he was running defense to like yeah, it was both on the players and him because he was running a very bend don't break, but the personnel he had wasn't really meant for that. What he's so, doing here, yeah, what he's doing like like to a degree is really what he's doing. I mean, sometimes we look at him like bring more pressure. Like why are you just oh, playing yeah. so hard and off? Like I don't understand why he does this sometimes, but. It's a two. It's it's two very different philosophies on defense. Where you have Wink Martindale, who's like balls to the walls. I'm gonna blitz every single player yeah. on my defense here, and then Patrick Graham is running like a soft zone to make sure you don't get a third and four or something. Exactly, exactly. So we'll see what prevails. But both defenses definitely been looking better. Yeah. And uh, last question here: Where do you think the Raiders go from here, following all the changes they've made? Whole new, you know, head coach, offensive coordinator, GM. How do you, how are you feeling about them? Not only the rest of the season, but moving forward. My optimistic view <laughs> is that Antonio Pierce gets this job. That's what I want because if he gets this job, then that means Aiden O'Connell was good. That means the offensive coordinator that you hired instead of Mick Lombardi is good, and Champ Kelly gets to stay, and you run it back because that's the best because honestly you can never say you get any you get a second chance in anything and mark would have to look at himself and say this is my second chance to do what many say what to right or wrong that you did before and not hiring rich Versace. i'm indifferent on that but regardless this is this guy's energy this is the dude i i want him to get this job i do i'm pulling for it and i think raiders got nine games left i say we get six or seven of them and if we get six or seven more games in this nine-game stretch, I think he keeps this job, and we roll it forward. I'm going to be honest. I kind of want the Raiders to win this game for Antonio Pierce because I'm a big Giants fan, and I want to see the Giants win, but at the same time, a win at this point in the season feels pretty purposeless. Like They're not making the playoffs at this point. It's not. It's better in a way to kind of – I don't like tanking, but to tank a little bit. Yeah, let Antonio Pierce get his win and you know help him keep his job. Be, man, be the nice guys. That would be um, the most beautiful thing for us, man. I mean, I, I'm cool with hiring another coach, but I just the the press conference that he gave the other day just grabbed all of us pretty much. We were like, "Yep, this is the dude." Like, I just hope it's not another Joe Judge situation. I remember his first press conference. My dad and I were like amazed that this is our coach and then one year <laughs> later we were like the most depressed we've ever been as giants fans yeah 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 yeah. That, that's what you always hope let's, let's hope that this is where we can get our, our our feet under us and we got like maybe a dan campbell situation or something 
Yeah. With that being said, going to cut things off here. Thank you all so much for watching. Please remember to like, comment, subscribe, click that notification bell so you're ready to watch a new episode whenever it releases. Make sure you check out both my show, Sick Podcast Giant Central, as well as Josh's show, Sick Podcast Raiders Recap. That being said, thank you all again, of course, and we'll see you all in the next one. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.